3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hi, this is Jen. This is Heidi. And you're listening to the Rise and Run Podcast. Jen and Heidi. Anybody know those characters? Hmm. They seem, I don't know, they seem kind of shady to me. We may have met them once or twice before. Uh, thanks, thanks, ladies. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Heidi. Good hearing from you. Thanks for the intro. And welcome, my friends. Welcome to episode 71 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob, and I am here this evening with Allie. Hi, friends. With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With John. Hey, how you doing? And with Alicia. Hello. Ah, oh, gang. Great to see you. Hey, Princess Weekend at the time that this releases is now a mere 13 days and about 18 hours away. Oh, I need it. It's so cold and so yucky weather here. I can't wait to go to Florida and sit by the pool. Well, I'm sitting outside this evening, if that's any hint. I'm sitting outside <laughs> in my tropical Aloha shirt, and it's a pleasant evening. So, yes, yes, you're going to like it. And I am excited about seeing all of our friends, old and new, and meeting everyone there. And heading off. I've not done the Princess Weekend before. I'm told it's different than the other weekends. So I'm excited and can't wait to find out about that. It is just a few weeks away now. If you're training, the training schedule has a 14-mile run on it this weekend. 14 miles if you're doing the half, 5, and 14 if you're doing the challenge. Question, why 14 miles if the race is only 13.1? I will tell you, I've heard Mr. Galloway speak on this on several occasions. And his recommendation for 14, and as an aside, I will tell you, I've done it, is twofold. Number one, it increases your confidence that you can make the half. If you can do 14, surely you can do the 13.1 on half marathon day. And the other thing it does, and he has studies to show this, it increases your speed. It will increase your overall speed for the half. Now, when you're at Disney, sometimes you don't care about that. But, hey, might be one extra character stop you can slip in that way if you can run the course just a little bit faster. Springtime Surprise is not much further behind. Springtime Surprise now just nine weeks away. On the training schedule, that is a 30 or 45 minute run this weekend, with the 10 miler being the long run on springtime surprise. The alternate weekends are timed runs. Uh, let me remind you, and I'm getting great reaction to this. Folks are putting in their name for the roll call, the race report roll call for Princess Weekend. Gang. And this is amazing to me. It's almost, that list is almost as long as our Walt Disney World Marathon weekend list was. And Wow. Wow. That was like 150 people. I haven't counted 
how many people have signed in here. Reminder, if you want to do it, uh, the Facebook group up at the top, there's a race report there. You can put your name in the file yourself, or a lot of folks find it easier just to drop their names in a comment and say, hey, I'm running the Princess uh, Challenge, or I'm running the 5K in the Challenge, or whatever you're doing. And I'm certainly happy to add that in uh, for you. We did have a recommendation on Facebook. What do you all think about this? It was a recommendation recommended rise and run outfit for the expo. And that recommendation was that we should wear tutus and rise and run t-shirts. What do you think? My question is, do you have enough tutus to match all the different colored shirts that you have, Bob? <laughs> Quite a few, but not. No. <laughs> but I think it's a great idea, though. Of course you think it's a great idea. You're not going to be there. <laughs> I think I think if I did that, I'd scare too many people away from the expo. Pam's sales would go down. Nobody would be in line to see Jeff. That's probably not a good idea. Now, Allie could pull it off. Allie and Jack, they can pull it off. I mean, Allie pulled off a shark. She can pull off a tutu. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I should get a tutu for the shark and a tutu for me. There, there you go. go. So expo costume, expo outfit, tutus and rise and run t-shirts. The tutu is optional. We would like you to see see you wear your Rise and Run t-shirt at the Expo, if you can. Uh, that way, we, we know who to say hi to. That's cool. I'll be there in the afternoon. Allie, you be there in the morning? I'm going to be very late to the Expo on Thursday. I'm going to be coming straight from the airport and going right to get the pass right before they close. Okay. So, I'll be there after lunch. Allie will be there later. Don't know when Jack will be there, but we look forward to seeing you at the expo or on race morning we'll all be at the 5k and we'll be in our typical place to the left of the bleachers as you are facing the stage look for us we really really genuinely 100 percent. i cannot overstate how much we look forward to seeing you there um we still have some shirts available online now I think we can get them some of them out in time for Princess Alley. Do we have a cutoff time we're thinking about cutoff date uh, in order to get them out for Princess? It seems like they're being shipped pretty quickly via USPS. So I would say, you know, we can't guarantee it because I don't work for USPS and I don't do that job. I think if we get your orders in by Tuesday, the 14th, which is Valentine's Day, we should be good to get them to you before you you leave now if you leave something crazy like if you're going in on right the monday of the race well i can't help that right <laughs> but you know if you're if you're going in you know about a week after that and you arrive like tuesday wednesday i think that's pretty safe so basically if if the orders are dropped the 14th you can probably get them out the 15th that's right yeah i'll mail everything yeah. out the 15th and then whatever the post office takes to get him to your home why that that'll probably be before princess weekend by the way the rise and run t-shirt makes a marvelous valentine's day present Ooh, for your good idea one. yes yes so buy a couple <laughs> hey my friends uh we have a little bit of a different episode tonight the donna marathon was this last weekend now none of us went to it but it is a significant event it's a big event in running. It's a big event for fundraising for a very important cause, the fight to finish breast cancer. In fact, the Donna Marathon is known as the National Marathon to Finish Breast Cancer. It's named 
for the founder of the Donna Foundation, Donna Deegan. Donna is a three-time breast cancer survivor. And she established this foundation after her second diagnosis, uh, gosh, 20 years ago. In fact, it was 2003 when she established the foundation. And in 2008, she created the run, which is now really the signature event of the Donna Foundation. Uh, this marathon is listed as one of CNN Travel's top seven U.S. marathons worth the trip. Voted as the favorite charity race by women's running magazine readers. It's held every year, first weekend in February around Jacksonville, Florida. It attracts runners from all over the country and from all over the world. And I hope to be one of them next year. Haven't done it yet, but it's a great event. Anyone I know who's been there talks well about it. On tonight's episode, we've got a couple of very inspirational women that we had an opportunity to talk to. We think you'll be touched by their courage, their determination, and just their personal history in their battle with this really dreadful disease. Our first guest tonight, well, Greg, why don't you introduce our first guest tonight? Tonight, we will be spending a majority of our time talking about the Donna Marathon weekend, but our next guest is living proof of the, the mission of that wonderful organization and the race weekend. Lindsay was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer at the age of 34. Her journey led her down a path of 15 months of chemotherapy, a double mastectomy, and a total of four surgeries. To start on her recovery journey, her doctors told her to start walking, but just six weeks, again, six weeks after getting the double mastectomy, she started running, and now she is running past cancer. Lindsay, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Thanks for having me. Breast cancer at that young of an age, I can imagine it is not that common. I mean, you know, recently in the news, you know, for those of us who are Peloton users, you know, we saw that Leanne Hainsby, who is in her, you know, 30s, was just diagnosed with cancer. What led you to discover that you had breast cancer and, and leading to your diagnosis? Yes. Yeah, so I, my kids were only four years old and nine months old at the time. So I had a baby and um, I found the lump uh, doing a self breast exam. That's how most breast cancer is found. And so I found a lump and honestly, my first thought was not breast cancer. I thought something else was going on. I wasn't sure, uh, but I made an appointment to go see my doctor and it all unfolded so fast. It was almost like watching a movie. It was so surreal. You know, I went to the doctor in the same day. They farmed me out to have an ultrasound and a mammogram. And I was by myself and the doctor came in and brought a box of tissues and said, there's an 80% chance this is cancer. And oh, wow. I was shocked. You know, I went home. Uh, I was devastated. I told my husband and my mother and you know, they're like, you're going to be the 20% that this is not happening. And you know, I said, guys, that's a pretty good chance of having breast cancer. If there was a slot machine in the corner and I said, there's an 80% chance it's going to pay out. You'd go and play that. Those are pretty good chances. So I had started to start wrap my head around that. And then once they called me and gave me the diagnosis, then my family was so devastated. I had already started to kind of accept it. 
Um, but my kids were so young and I just remember looking at them saying, if, if I don't make it, they're not going to remember me They're They don't have a memory. So I was going to do everything in my power to make sure that I beat it. So I'd be around to raise them. So really was just trying to take my health back. <laughs> you know, the first six months of chemotherapy were so hard. Um, you know, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I had lost all my hair. I was so sick, um, throwing up from the chemotherapy every single day. And, um, yeah, I just, I remember <laughs> looking, scrolling on, you know, doing the doom scroll on social media and I would see all these people running and moving their body. And I was like, I wanted to be that person. I had never ran before consistently. And, um, I really wanted to to move my body and to change my health. So that's kind of where everything started to shift for me. Well, actually that provides a wonderful segue because, you know, obviously the doctors told you that, you know, the walking would help with your healing, but within your fitness journey, what led you to transition from, you know what? I don't want to walk. I want to start running. Right. So um, after I had my double mastectomy, they, you know, I was under for over six hours. It was a major surgery. And after I was under, they're like, you know, you need to get up, you need to get moving, you need to start walking. And so I started shuffling literally around the hospital hall and walking. And in my mind, I'm like, if walking is good, running's got to be even better. better. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and and start. So six weeks after my double mastectomy, I downloaded the couch to 5k app. Um, My family thought I was insane. They were like, you're gonna do what you're gonna go running. I was literally in the bed every day sick. And I went out and I, it made me feel alive at a time when I needed it most. Um, it got me out of my head. It got me out of the bed. It just got me moving and my blood pumping. And I wanted more of that feeling. Um, now the couch to 5k was too aggressive for me. I joked, mm-hmm. I said I needed a hospital bed to 5k because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was coming out of deficit, but, um, I was determined to just keep showing up and it was Two months after my double mastectomy, I ran my first 5K. I and wow. it, it might as well have been a marathon because it was so far to me. It was, you know, and and it's funny because you know, as we all start running, we don't think of ourselves as runners, right? I didn't think of myself as a runner. I'm like, I I didn't even want to sign up for this 5K. I actually won an entry. They had a contest where you could enter your email, and I won an entry. And I call it fate because I wouldn't have signed up otherwise. And once I did the first 5K, all the fast people must have stayed home that day. I got second in my age group. Wow. And, and it was so fun, though. And the wow. sense of community and the sense yeah. of all the runners there, I was like, I need more of this. I'm going to stick with it. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. And then one year after my last chemo, I ran my first half marathon. And one so, year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and it's just gone from there. So six weeks after your double mastectomy, did you still have like drainage and stuff like that, that you had to work around for this? Or was that all clear and and out? No drainage. I did have expanders in, which are very uncomfortable. Um, They're like a placeholder for implants. And basically they're like in, they they felt like they're in my armpit. It was very hard Mm. to run with them. You know, it's not easy at all. So um, yeah, I, I had some challenges, but I said I was determined to do it this time. Yeah. And a lot of people too don't realize how invasive too it is 
on some of your muscles, like you said, in your armpits and around your pectoral muscles, your shoulders get sore from, you know, the, the surgery itself. And um, there's a lot of recovery that goes along with your, your musculature there and you use your arms for running. So that, that must have been quite a challenge to be in that much discomfort while you're doing something like this that you've never done before, which is just running itself is uncomfortable <laughs> for people. Mm-hmm. I know I joke. I say running is hard enough if you, you're, and I still had, I was still receiving chemo too. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. running is hard when you don't have chemo in your body and you don't have all these ailments. So it was even harder. Um, but you're exactly right. I had so much trauma to my chest cavity and, you know, it was so much tightness with the muscles and stuff. And um, yeah, there was cramping and things going on. But um, I always stayed in touch with my doctor to make sure, you know, I wasn't doing any damage and they cleared me completely. I wouldn't have gone out. If, you know, if they didn't, uh, for sure, let me, but, uh, even my doctor was like, all you breast cancer survivors want to run. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Talking about running, Lindsay, you're a uh, Galloway runner, right? How'd you discover that and make that transition? I'm a huge Galloway fan. Um, I did not, I was not always. I So I started run walk, obviously, when I started running, and then I transitioned to just straight running. I ran my first half marathon a year after chemo, and I had a coach, and, you know, I was training real hard, and she thought I could run just under two hours for my first half marathon. Mm-hmm. Wow, first yeah. one. So wow. I was excited. I went out, um, and I ran hard, and the back half of the race, I started taking walk breaks you know, just because I was just gassed and, mm-hmm. and it was hard <laughs> first half sure. marathon. And I, I, it was funny because th- there were people there doing the Galloway method and we were leapfrogging and I was like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah. walking just because I'm just, you know, need to, but they're walking because they have to. So it started to get the ball rolling, you know, in my head. And I crossed the finish line at two hours even. Ah, neat. <laughs> I missed my goal by a second, you know. That's so, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. It was great. I had a great time. But each race after there, I would come across people that did the Galloway method. Um, I think it was my second or third half marathon. I was leapfrogging a girl. She was doing the Galloway method. And I was completely gassed at the end. And I look over at her and she's smiling. I saw her at the end and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. And so I switched to the Galloway method and it's so much easier on my body. I'm able to recover faster. I'm able to go faster and longer. And I I love it. I'm a huge proponent of it. That's what a lot of folks don't realize. You end up, a lot of times at the end of a race, you end up explaining that to the people that you passed in the last mile. Yes. Don't exactly. you find that true? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before you uh, were diagnosed, uh, were you active, uh, exerciser, runner, anything like that? No, I would, tr- I tried to run. I think I did the mistake that a lot of us do um, where I would just go out and run as fast as I could <laughs> and hard as I could. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I'd be like, this is hard. And I'd have to take three to five days or a week off. And then I just, I never <laughs> stuck with it. I never stuck with it. Um, I was the fast food queen. I did not take care of myself, <laughs> however. So no, who I am now is just a complete 180 to who I was before being diagnosed. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And I think uh, others may have a better approach to these questions than I, but I wanted to ask about your plant-based diet. Yes. Yes. I've been plant-based for almost three years now. Um, It's completely changed the way I feel, the way I recover from my runs. Um, 
I'm just a huge proponent on eating plant-based. Even if you're not 100% plant-based, I have people that message me all the time. I'm 50, I'm 60%. I'm like, that is great. I think we all should be adding more plants to our diet. You know, I'm not here to shame anybody or say you should eat exactly the way I eat. I just think it's a great idea if we all just add more plants to our diet. It's great for cancer prevention as well. There's just so many reasons we should be adding fiber and plants to our diet. So, Lindsay, one of the things that I love about following you on Instagram and with your plant-based diet lifestyle is when you post, whether it's your smoothies or your lunches, everything is just so colorful. And I know that in the like the last couple of months or so, I you know, like you were saying before, I'm trying to slowly incorporate some more plant-based things into my diet. Like I just had an impossible burger uh, tonight for dinner, but. What are some steps or tips or advice that you could give people that say, you know, listen, I want to start, vent, you know, I might not be able to go full throttle into it, but I'm interested in going into it. What are some steps that we can take to make that an easy transition? Yes, that's a great question. Um, eating the rainbow, like you're saying, my my food is colorful. Eating the rainbow is just key if you want to try to get more plants in, right? The berries, the deep color, the greens, Everything is just going to help, you know, with getting those antioxidants in and the anti-inflammatory, uh, it will go way down. So you you have all these plants options. There's so many plants out there. And I, the biggest tip I would say is studies show right now that we should be getting 30 different plants per week. And I know that might sound daunting. You might say, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. If you start with, let's say you want to start with a bowl of oatmeal in the morning, Add some blueberries and strawberries and some banana. Well, there you've got four plants right there. Add in some nuts. That's five. And so that's just one meal and you have five plants. And and slowly start adding them until you get to 30 plants per week. It's going to be great for your gut health and great for your recovery and your immune system. I love that. I love hearing you say add things to your diet because a lot of times when people think about transitioning into plant-based, they think, well, I got to take away the milk and I got to take away the cheese and I got to take, but really there are, there's like so many edible plants out there um, that people don't necessarily think to eat. And you're just saying like, just add more, just add more. And I love that. Yes. And I challenge myself too. I try to eat what's in season and I go to the grocery store sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I've never had this vegetable before. I've never had this fruit. I'm going to try it. I'm going to take it home and try it. So even just doing that and venturing out and trying something new, I mean, you never know if you're going to like something until you try it. Right. So yeah, just trying things new, adding back in, like you're saying, add in, not, not so much worried about what you're losing, but what you're gaining. Is there a benefit to a plant-based diet, you know, so looking at someone like yourself, who's both a runner and a cancer survivor, what are the benefits of a plant-based diet for someone like yourself? So plant, the benefits of a plant-based diet, plants have fiber. Their fibers only contained in plants. And the more fiber we eat, the, the chances of having cancer go down. So if you're plant-based, you're getting all the fiber, you have a lower risk of having certain types of cancer like breast and colon cancer. So it's super important for somebody like me. Um, and a lot of breast cancer survivors, you know, they eat meat, but they're just mostly plant-based, right? The meat is almost like a condiment, if you will, like just mm -hmm. small amounts, not, not so meat centric. And it's just, it's great for your health and great for cancer prevention. Good stuff. Lindsay, let's move on a little bit. You're a, uh, we, we've been talking on and off throughout the episode about the Donna Marathon weekend. 
and you're an ambassador for the Donna Marathon, right? Yes, yes. I'm on the cool. D squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, hey, tell us about the weekend. What event did you run? How'd it go? Yeah, so I did the booby trap challenge. So mm-hmm. that was the 5K on Saturday mm-hmm. and the half marathon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. This year, the 5K was at um, the Jaguar Stadium. And the energy was just amazing. They had everybody on the Jumbotron when you're running into the finish line. So you oh, can see that's yourself. cool. Yeah, on the big that's screen. That's nice. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then um, the half marathon, you guys have to go next year. The energy there, the neighborhoods, they come all out, you know, these people are getting DJs for their front yards, right? They're putting all the balloons <laughs> wow. out there. There was a guy that had bacon straight out of his oven that was handing it to runners. <laughs> give out oh, man, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. All sorts of stuff. Bacon um, and Jumbotron, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it was It was just, it was a great weekend. Um, so many survivors, so many people running for people that are no longer with us. Um, you know, sons running for their mothers husbands running for their wives, you know, of 30 plus years, you just, you hear these stories and, you know, it's just, it's so inspirational. And I love everything that the Donna Foundation is doing for breast cancer survivors and research. It's just, it's just truly amazing. Well, there are a lot of different breast cancer races um, in locally, as well as, you know, bigger ones. This is one of the biggest breast cancer races, if not the biggest breast cancer race that there is. But a lot of people say it's not only their favorite charity race that they do, but their favorite race that they do just hands down. What's your favorite part about running this race, either this year or any of the years past that you've had? Uh, My favorite part is, you know, I fundraise every single year. So I feel like my, my miles are are mattering more, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen um, the Donna Foundation, they provide financial assistance to uh, women affected by breast cancer and families. So wow. to date, they've helped over 17,000 uh, families and they've secured millions of dollars for them. So, you know, we are in some kind of crazy times with inflation and the cost of groceries. And a lot of women are having to um, choose between a cancer treatment or a uh, you know, necessities like groceries and keeping the lights on. So um, it's just really special for me to be able to fundraise this year. I, I was almost at $5,000. Um, wow. And wow. It's That's just, awesome. It's so special to me because I feel like I'm doing something more that that matters, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen the recipients of the these grants. They've spoken at some of the events that I've been to, and it really just it really just brings it home and, and makes our miles matter more. I love that. Does the Donna race sell out typically, and when about do you sign up for it? Yes, that's a great question. Um, the Donna race does sell out the marathon, the full marathon this year sold out and they had a wait list. So, um, it's always encouraged to, you know, get signed up as soon as it opens. I have a code too, as well that, you know, goes on that you can save 10%. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, you know, they have a 5k, a half, a full marathon. They also have, um, an ultra. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was 110 miles, right? Yes. And there were some breast cancer survivors running that this year, which is just mm. 
amazing. Like awesome. just incredible. Yeah. That brings me to a question. So you do run Disney races and just going to Disney World in general, what are some of your favorite plant-based meals and snacks to eat? Oh yes. Okay. So I'm also celiac, so I'm gluten-free. And you got um, everything. Yeah. So I'm gluten-free and plant-based. Yes. But that is the best place to go is Disney. Totally. (laughs) They take care of any dietary restrictions you have. Like I love I always feel safe eating there knowing that I'm not going to get sick with eating gluten or what have you. You know, the popcorn there is is plant is vegan. They don't use real butter, so that's a great snack. Mm-hmm. Same with most of the Dole Whips. I love a Dole Whip. <laughs> and those are um, <laughs> Me too. Who who doesn't, right? I know yeah. who doesn't, but they, you know, most of them don't have milk in them. Um I gosh, I I love all that. I don't eat the fake meats often, but when I'm at the park, I do. I love the steak. The same way. Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like indulgent, right? You have yeah. to have all the things. Um, Steakhouse 71. I love, they have an impossible burger, a double patty. Oh my gosh. It is amazing with waffle fries. Like that is my go-to if I'm there. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. to get that. Um, anywhere, anywhere you go, you have plenty of options, right? I, the the beignets love the beignets and they're oh, yeah. they're vegan and gluten free. I always have yeah. to get those. Um, yeah, so many options. I could go on and on all day yeah. about all the options. What I find interesting, Lindsay, you're talking about things that I've had before and I didn't realize they were plant based. People don't, yeah. I think. Yeah, no. it's good. Lindsay, any run Disney memories that stick out to you in the course of your career? You know, doing doing these races. Yes. Um, I think the first time I ran a sub two half marathon at Disney was just like <laughs> the best memory yeah. I had. You know, I got with the Galloway Pace Group and I stayed with them till mile 10 and I took off and, you know, the photo pass they have, I've like had my arms in the air. I'm just like elated. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. Uh, there's just nothing like running at Disney. And when you get to run a little fast at Disney, it's even better sometimes. But even when I don't, when I go out there and I run for fun, there's just, it's just so magical. And I just think there's not nothing like it. Well, we agree. We know you're a Disney uh, fanatic, I guess, right? I read some uh, of your uh, blog post. You're a annual pass holder since you were eight. Yes, yes. I, my dad used to take me every other weekend <laughs> to Disney World. So, oh, cool. I, yeah, I absolutely love it. When I got into running, I'm like, they have races. I have to be a part of this. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, when's the next time we're going to see you at Disney World for a race or maybe Disneyland? I know. I don't. I, I, I'm kicking myself. I didn't sign up for Princess. So, I'm going to have major <laughs> FOMO of not being there for Princess. But, my favorite actually is wine and dine. I don't, I've never, haven't missed a wine and dine since I've started. So I think that's probably the next, the next time I did the, uh, the 10 miler last year. Um, and I didn't sign up this year and I'm kicking myself again. So if there were only, if I only could do any races going forward, it would be Disney and Donna. Those, if, if I had to okay. choose. <laughs> so, so hopefully wine and dine is, answer your question. I'm really hoping I'll, I'll be there. Now, let me guess. Wine and Dine was the first Disney race you did? Uh, no, Princess no? was actually the, prince, the first. Oh, race. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, had a, I had a theory that for a lot of Disney runners, whatever their first race they did becomes their favorite race for the rest of it. But now, see, you, you can be the exception that proves the rule. 
So, Lindsay, uh, do you have any encouraging words to anybody going through any any challenge of uh, cancer, any anything going on? What kind of what, what can you tell somebody? Yeah, I would just say, you know, we are so much stronger than we think we are. We have a well that we can draw from. You know, I, I went through cancer, but we all have stuff that we go through. I mean, I meet people all the time that, you know, have broken a leg or they have a heart issue. Whatever your thing is, just know that, A, there's other people that have gone through what you've gone through. So I would encourage those people to reach out to other people that have gone through. The cancer community is really tight. I mean, we lift each other up. We've gone through the same things. And same thing, if, well, no matter what you're going through, find that those like-minded people that have going through that issue as well. I think that's just really, really important. With the Donna race, you know, if anybody out there has been affected by breast cancer, look, one in eight women will be diagnosed. So chances are that we all know or love someone that's been diagnosed. I would encourage you to get to the Donna race next year. I can't put into words how impactful it is. And um, just really encourage your listeners to, to make a point to try and go next year. And if you can't, there's always the virtual option as well. But there really truly is nothing like being there in person and seeing just all the inspiration around. I think I'm going to try to make it out there as well, um, too. My mom was affected by breast cancer, and she's a survivor. And I'd really like to I would really like to feel that support and be surrounded by people who have also beaten it. And yeah, it sounds amazing. The way you described it brought me to tears. So <laughs> Yes, yes. And you will definitely be brought to tears out on the course. Um, there was a couple of times I was choked up, just all of the love and support from everybody and just, you know, reading people's t-shirts, like I'm running for my wife who lost her battle after 40 years. And, you know, it's, it's got a, a lot of um, run Disney vibes. You know, I would start talking to those people that you're run walking with, you know, you strike up conversations just like you do at run Disney mm -hmm. when you're r running with alongside those people. And I would tell my story and then people would tell me their connection to breast cancer. And it's just, it's just a race like no other. So cool. Congratulations to your mom too. That's amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. She's a, uh, she's quite a lady. So Lindsay, if people want to get involved with the Donna organization, correct me if I'm wrong, there's actually more Donna race events outside of the Donna marathon weekend that just happened this past weekend that you participated in. Can you tell us about what uh, events are offered? Yes. So I think um, registration just opened or it's about to open for there is a Mother's Day 5k. And that's a great time. Allie, that would be a great time, too, to come down with your mom for, for um, Mother's Day and uh, race with the women in your life. So um, I plan to be there this year. I can't wait. It's like my Mother's Day present to myself, and hopefully my mom will come down as well. But, yes, there is another event besides this weekend, although this was this was the big one. But, yes, there is, there is the Mother's Day 5K. So – Lindsay, as we get to the end of this interview, if people want to reach out to you, because you're a wealth of knowledge in so many areas, whether it's just breast cancer in general, plant-based dieting, running. I know on your website, you know, you have plant-based plans and running plans. If people want to reach out to you and learn more about these topics, how could people reach out uh, to you to get more information about those topics? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Running Past Cancer or my website, runningpastcancer.com. Um, you can also DM me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I, I answer a lot of questions. I have a lot of 
breast cancer survivors reach out to me and, you know, I'm really big on community and just, I'm an open book when it comes to my treatment and the medications that I've had to take. And so I'm always open to chatting and to discussing further. And I also have, I have a run plan too. If you're looking to get started, if you're a breast cancer survivor, it's called From Breast Cancer to 5K and it's a great intro to start running. Absolutely wonderful. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're an avid listener, so we know we'll be in your ears in the future. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and just, again, bringing light to such a powerful topic, uh, but also shedding light on an amazing race weekend uh, that does a lot of good in the world. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing your story. We look forward to seeing you in Disney World or in Jacksonville next year. Hey, moving right along. Listeners, it's been, golly, it's been a couple weeks at least since our last contest. That's too long. We've got another one coming up. Alicia's going to tell you all about it. So we are going to do another giveaway on our Instagram. And our Instagram is Rise and Run Pod. Um, This giveaway will be for some items that we had from Marathon Weekend. So we are giving away a half marathon pin, some 2023 Marathon Weekend ears, and a dopey ear magnet. And this contest will be running from this Friday, February 10th, through the next Friday, February 17th. What we're asking is that you tag a friend that isn't already following us, that you would you think would like to join our community, you can take up to three people. Um, and this contest is going to be for the U.S. only. It's really difficult to send items out of the United States due to some shipping issues. Right. So unfortunately, we love our our listeners in other countries, but unfortunately, this has to be a U.S. only thing. So we hope that you enter our giveaway. Sounds good. Thanks, Alicia. Oh, we've mentioned uh, the 14th of February a couple times tonight. 14th of February is Disneyland race registration for most of us. The uh, Club Run Disney guys had theirs already, but Disneyland race registration is February 14th. Okay. Without going into great detail, we've done this before, given tips on, <laughs> we've given tips on uh, registration and it seems that when we do it, something happens with Disney IT and all our tips go out the window. So I will tell you this, registration starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Be online a little bit early. The registration will open up. The links will open before 10, but registration will not open until 10. But you can get in the queue. Um, A trick I've used is, in addition to having, first of all, log into your Run Disney site. You should have a Run Disney account. If you don't, make one now. Run into your, log into your Run Disney account. When registration opens, click the links. a trick I've used is I write a copy of my information in uh, 
in a Microsoft Word document, a Google document, a notes document, someplace that I can copy and paste so that when I have to fill out the forms for my credit card number, et cetera, I don't have to try to type all the numbers in. I can just copy and paste them. It goes much quicker for me. For your information, there is a chat group in Facebook for Disneyland registration. It's open now. A lot of folks are using it just to share thoughts and ideas. I suspect it's going to be pretty active on registration morning. So you can we can talk, tell each other how we're doing. I keep saying we. I, I don't plan to register, but I'll be there because I love to see what's going on. I do have some other tips as well, too. Uh, since this is occurring on Valentine's Day, we know that run Disney registrations can be extremely stressful. So since it is Valentine's Day, I just suggest you sit at your computer, maybe dim the lights, get some Barry Manilow on in the background, just a real chill vibe as you're watching that wheel spin and spin and spin. So, Greg, that's very creative. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There was one question that was as I see on the chat thread and that is if I want to register multiple people what's the best way to do it should I register myself and then get out and try and get back in and my answer is no because trying to get out and back in is going to take a long time go through the process and at the end of whatever you're registering for the program will ask you, do you want to register someone else or do you want to register for another race? I I would go through all of them at that time. And I actually do have a serious tip this time around too, is that, you know, especially if you are going to be registering for multiple events or you're going to be registering multiple people, I know myself, I like to pay for run Disney races using a Disney gift card because, you know, you can go to places like Target or Sam's Club or whatever where you can get a 5% discount. And unless they've changed the system, most of the time you can only use one form of payment uh, to make your transaction. So it would be one of those things where, again, you get everybody all in one fell swoop. If you're going to use a gift card, make sure you have enough money on said gift card because it won't let you, you know, split up the transaction or oh. anything like that. So, yeah, that's um, important. yeah so just a uh, tip there that I've definitely learned in the past uh, when I registered my family for the Wine and Dine 5K last year. But have everything ready to go. Have all your information available. And in my opinion, do all your registrations at one time. Don't try to come out and go back in. One other thing. Proof of time. You're going to ask for a proof of time. You do not need to put your proof of time in right away. There would be a cutoff date that you would have to put it in by. So to save yourself some time, you can just skip that part and come back later right. and edit your form. Right. right, right. Good idea. I usually do that too. Good idea. So good luck. I'll, I'll be watching. I, I know it's a big deal. First time in Disneyland for years. If you're trying to get in, I wish you all the best. Hey, Greg, how's that Peloton challenge going? It is going swimmingly. I guess maybe that's not the right word since we're pedaling and not not, not swimming. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I know I keep talking about the enthusiasm of this challenge, but, you know, one week in, it it really is proving uh, to be true. 
Um, right now, as of recording, Team Will Run For does have about a 200-mile lead on us, even though Rise and Run came out of the gates really, really fast. But again, this is a marathon, not a sprint, so we have plenty of time uh, to catch up. But what I find really, really fascinating is that between the two teams in one week, we have logged almost 2,000 miles on our bikes, which is really, really phenomenal stuff. You know, and then seeing everybody's posts, whether they're doing them on Instagram using hashtag Will Rise and Peloton Foe or posting things in our private Facebook group that we have for the event to, you know, help keep the trash talking alive and the encouragement and everything like that is like the number of people who will go and run a race and then will come home and then put 20 miles on the bike. Yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal to see. So it's been an awesome week one. We got three more weeks to go. Um, I'm so, so proud of team rise and run. And the thing that I think we all love is that we're always keeping in the back of our minds that regardless of the outcome of this, two amazing charities are going to greatly benefit from this challenge. So again, really proud of Team Rise and Run. Really proud of Team Will Run for and uh, three weeks to go. And let's keep the competition going. Yeah, I am too. I'm proud of them too. I um, a little quick math. That's just a little less than on average now, a little less than fifty miles per person. With a lot of those persons training for other running events, so that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, when we get to the race report, I know at least one person said they finished a run and hopped on the Peloton. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. We'll get to that later on. Hey, John, while we're here, we have any, any reviews this week? Yes, we do. We have uh, one review. Amazing running podcast. Recently found this podcast and I'm absolutely addicted. I ran the 2014 Disney Princess Half and decided to return in 2024, which will mark 10 years. This podcast has been so motivating and has got me looking toward registering for Princess Weekend. Thank you, Rise and Run Podcast, Heather R. Heather, thank you. Thank you for the review. Thank you for being part of the Rise and Run family. We appreciate you. We appreciate everyone who puts in a review, takes the time and makes the effort to put it in for us. Thank you so very much. And we look forward to seeing you. All right. So let's get back to our theme for the week, the Donna Marathon and the race to conquer breast cancer. We've heard from Lindsay, a six plus year survivor. Let's talk to another friend. Let's talk to Jennifer, who, again, a very inspirational woman who is now just facing this challenge herself. So Jennifer, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Hi there. We're we're glad you're here. Thanks for spending the time with us. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. So excited. Yeah. Yeah, we we think we're putting together a a special episode this week. So we're we're happy to have you as part of it. Hey, let's go back a little bit, Jennifer. And I was looking into I don't know if I was looking on your Instagram account. I was basically stalking you. And uh <laughs> Oh boy. But you but you had goals in twenty twenty and then twenty twenty two to do what? Uh well twenty twenty I wanted to do um a race a month. <clears throat> so that started out with I did the Disney half. Uh 
And then February, um, a friend of mine, we did the hot chocolate here in Houston. Okay. And then March, I signed up for um, the, I can't remember what it was. It was in Winter Garden in Florida because we we always go to spring break in March. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Anyway, um, but it was my last in-person race because then the world shut down. Um, Right. And so then I just did a bunch of virtuals um, Mm -hmm. to keep that going. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then fast forward to 2022. Right. And sitting at, uh, well, I don't know if it was after that first race or I don't know. I think it was after, you know, um, you, I remember listening to her on the podcast and, you know, she's the one that won all four and I'm like, wow, that's like, Oh yeah. Right. Brittany. Yeah. Brittany. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so, and then just all the training and all the running, I'm like, well, I could probably do dopey. I've done goofy. Mm -hmm. And so that, 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 you know, just kind of got in my brain early in 2022 after, after, uh, that race weekend. Um, and then by March spring break, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I could do it. I'm like, I let's, let's just do dopey. I'm turning 50. Um, I need to do something big. Um, and let's just, you know, hold that. My birthday's in August. I'm like, well, we'll, we'll just celebrate in January. Let's just, let's, let's delay my birthday until I finish that. So you were, you were running more or less one a month in 22 with dopey 23, the one that just passed as your, as your goal race. Okay. Correct. Cool. And you had a you had a four legged running companion. Oh yes, Penny, my four legged running companion, who is um, who's sleeping, and I know no one who's going to hear this is going to see it, but she's right there. That's okay. Just put your microphone over there. We'll, no, yeah. <laughs> so she's so she's over there sleeping. Yeah, she's my four legged four legged running companion, and man, if I she sees me put running clothes on in my shoes, she's yeah. Yeah, she wakes up the entire house because she just gets all. Yes, excited. yes, yes. We, we have the same thing going on over here. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, how far will you run with her? She, the longest we did was um, when I had to do my last 20. Um, she went 16 with me. Wow. And my husband came and picked her up. She was starting to slow down and, you know, wanted to lay down. So, but she went 16. And uh, I think that was, it was a chilly day here in, in Houston. Uh, I think we were in the mid 40s that, that day. So, um, it wasn't hot. It was perfect for her. Um, but yeah, she managed to do, and I didn't leave my neighborhood. I've got a great loop here. Um, there's a four mile loop. And so we just kept doing that. Um, so yeah, she pretty much slept nice. the rest of it. Yeah, it was, it was really great. Cause then she's a good pacer and then just listening to y'all and, um, my other podcast. So yeah. That's nice. Good. All right. So you're training for Dopey 23. Uh, you're doing several events in 22, yeah. but big change in October. Yeah. So I, to keep, you know, going with races a month, um, the, the local running club here has runs. So they did the popsicle run, the watermelon run. So just to keep training, you know, to keep a goal in mind, right. Cause I knew this big goal right. was happening. Right. Yeah. So I had signed up for, you know, you, you gotta love it when there's beer at the end. Right. So <laughs> So yeah, oh, it, and it was still kind of one a month, right? Um, a race sure. a month, and yeah, that's good. Um, so that kind of really kept me focused between that and my classes at Lifetime, um, and just staying on track. And then October hits, and yeah, <laughs> well, my birthday hit first, so that was in, in August. Um, yeah, end of August, and as I normally do uh, before school starts, try to get in for my annual mammogram. And that didn't happen until my birthday. I'm like, fine, I'll just take the day off. I don't care. Um, 
and because I couldn't get in before school started because I teach. And so after that, then um, regular mammogram, then they called me in. They're like, well, we need to do another scan. Okay, fine. Couldn't get in until the end of September. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then right after that, like, um, we need to do a biopsy. Oh, this is bigger. Yeah. So that was October 10th. So that happened very quick. Uh, And then October 12th, um, I got the phone call from my doctor Mm -hmm. saying that I did, in fact, have stage one breast cancer and that she had already referred me to a surgeon um, and that, you know, we caught it early and um because you know i go every year like i said i just couldn't get in before school started and so i wound up you know going on my birthday doing all the free birthday things that day so yeah the the 50th birthday you know turned out to be not what um i had planned no of course not yeah jennifer i i realized that we're a running podcast but i mean obviously we're dedicating a lot of time to you know the donna and just breast cancer awareness in general in this episode. Our interview preceding yours with Lindsay, um, you know, she was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. You know, obviously you, you just telling us you have stage one. Can you just enlighten the listeners and, and even just myself of what does each stage mean and how does that relate to the treatment and then also the recovery as well? Sure. Stage one just means that it's a smaller tumor size um and where stage two would be bigger than what mine was and as i look at my stack of papers here um Mm -hmm. uh less than less than five or six millimeters i think is stage one and that's kind of where mine were at um i was not a candidate for a lumpectomy because of the the what they call them the calcifications and just the the word it was too spread out right Mm -hmm. So like, so radiation and lumpectomy were not an option where for some women that is because it's, it's smaller and more contained. Mine was not. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, so someone that has stage two, that just means their tumor is bigger. Um, and, and as far as course of action, course of treatment, it just really depends on that. Um, from what I'm learning, my, my grandmother was, um, diagnosed at 78. Um, but hers was more age onset. Um, and she only had the one side done cause you know, she didn't, she was 78. Right. right. Um, and, um, but, you know, I've gone through genetic testing to make sure that cause I have two daughters mm-hmm. that if I'm carrying the gene, which, uh, I am not. So, oh. so that, so there was some, some good news on that front. Um, and I only had it in the one, um, but then I had to make decisions. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, Very tough decisions. It, it was. Um, but then, um, yeah, it was. It, it took several weeks to, because yeah. when I was diagnosed in October, you know, we were 80 days. And I remember listening to the podcast mm-hmm. um, and like, we're 80 days out. We're 80 days mm-hmm. from race. And I'm like, and so I had to go to the doctor. You know, that everything was fast and furious right after that, right? Sure. And it, your, my, my head was spinning and just, uh, uh, so I go to the doctor and I was adamant. I go, no, we can't do anything. Uh, no, um, yeah. I've had this race like in January. I love it. Like I, love I, it. I am not, not, not doing that. I mean, I've been, had this on my brain since March. Yeah. I've been training on and off nonstop since April. 
<laughs> I was on the on online with two computers, no, three computers, five yes. browsers to yes. sign up for Dopey. Yes, yes. I still have pictures yeah. that nightmare. Yes. I was yes. and I was in the middle of teaching that day, trying to sign oh. up for that race. <laughs> and the kids would come in. I'm like, get on a computer and start typing. I'm busy. Oh, and um, oh my god, yeah. And so and it, when it was finally done, I'm like, oh, I'm in. And then reality hit, right? So, and, uh, uh, so how, how does the medical crew react to that? She, um, well, at first she's like, well, I, she wasn't happy. To put uh-huh. it this she, uh-huh. as, my, as my oldest daughter, who did go to a doctor appointment with you when she was home, um, the one that lives in London, she's like, mom, she's really doctory, doctory. I go, yeah, she kind of is. And so she was very doctory like, and, uh-huh. um, but I, I just had to put, I put my foot down. I just like, I have to, I go, you know, battling cancer is a mental game, just like running is a mental game. You pull me out of this mid game, you've lost me. You just lost me because then I haven't completed something that my brain has been wanting to do and what I, my body has been training to do. And you've completely lost me. And, and that's just kind of how I put it. And so she, I don't know if she had left the room and come back or whatever, but at the time she's like, you know, cause they had, my lymph nodes were clear. And because of that, and the fact that, um, there's other things that go with your diagnosis and I, um, but I was, um, estrogen positive. So those two together, we could, she was okay with me going on a blocker into until cycle like, well, until we can do surgery in January, like the 10th. And she just threw out a date like 10th or 11th or whatever. I'm like, Okay, boy, that means I got to come home fast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's either here or there. But um, she was okay with well, once I had to tell her, I'm like, no, we have, I have to do this race. I mean, there's just no toe bones about it. I mean, and, yeah. But because of the, those two factors, she was okay with delaying because we could, I could get on, on an estrogen blocker to help stop whatever was gr- building. Excuse me. And so that's just kind of so then I could just focus, be hyper focused on finishing that race. And because all all the while, because before that, it was like, okay, my family's coming. It's my birthday. And then it was even more so, you know, every time I'd go out and go for a run. I mean, that's all I envisioned um, was my family there and and finishing this so that I could battle the next the next thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of the race, I think that's a wonderful segue. I absolutely loved seeing all of your pictures from Marathon Weekend, especially <laughs> the marathon. Why don't you tell our listeners what your costume was and what special message you had on the back of your shirt? Uh, so my costume, and I went through all kinds of, what do I want to do, you know, and keeping it minimal for, for marathon. Cause, and I remember listening to one podcast where, you know, the smaller the race, the bigger the costume. So that's kind of how mine went. Um, but on marathon day, I was figment and I still have my hat. Yep. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, so, um, I love figment. My aunt loves figment. She was going to be there. My biggest supporter. And she just always has loved, just, I love figment. He's just so adorable. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I found a shirt, a running, a long sleeve shirt. And I was hoping to God that it was going to be cold enough to still wear it. Um, and it was, it was fine, but I had on the back of, the yellow t-shirt that figment wears because I used my cricket and I put figment on the front, but on the back, it said, um, making my cancer a figment of my imagination. Very clever. 
because I didn't hadn't told the entire world. Like my entire staff at school did not know, except for oh, maybe wow. eight or nine people that I wasn't coming back. And they knew I wasn't coming back right after school, Christmas because of this race, but they but yep. they knew they didn't know anything other than that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I had to tell my family who bought me this shirt that I'm wearing that we can't post that on Facebook because <laughs> yeah. nobody, not everybody knows. And so I'm like, well, the back of the shirt's perfect because then I saw the front and it's fine. I, I, that was just my thinking. And it turned out even a blessing in disguise for motivation because as soon as I started, you know, I was trying to get the one guy's attention at the beginning of the race. And then I wound up getting the announcer's um, attention right at the start line to see the back of my shirt. So the entire crowd saw my shirt. And then just after that, I got the, the high fives, the slaps oh, yeah. on the back. And right. it just, uh, I didn't, uh, it just, that that's what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and my family standing in Mexico with my margarita also kept me going. But <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> I had them on yeah. duty. Um, yeah. But no, that just was an un, un, unintended, um, I didn't expect that. Like I you know, oh. I've always encouraged people, but not the way that I had just throughout the entire race. So it was just, you know, kind of when you get to that point where you're just like, I don't know if I can finish. I didn't really have that, but it was just one of those where I'm just getting really tired or like, should I run? You know, just all those things your, your brain goes through, right? Um, and then all of a sudden someone would come up and just say, can I stop and take a picture of your shirt? Or they would, you know, walk along with me for a while and tell me that and tell me their pieces of advice. And one lovely woman that talked about, you know, she was a three-year survivor and just, and I remember her giving me a piece of advice and I couldn't tell you what it is at the top of my head right now, but just things like that, that I did but, not, yeah. did not expect. And it, that was just, oh my word. I mean, I, little did I know that's putting that on the back of my shirt would do that. Right. Right. So, yeah. It's a wonderfully supportive community. Oh, absolutely. And and the other thing, it's genuine. It's not any phony baloney. It's genuine. Yeah, because I did um, as a a warm up to and I've done him before the rock and roll before Disney in San Antonio because I live here in Houston and I've done several rock and rolls and they just don't hold water to Disney with the the, just the, the camaraderie and just people supporting each other, no matter what it's just, you're in for yourself on a rock and roll. Whereas Disney, you're there with, you know, 50,000 friends you didn't have, you know, yesterday, cause they're there to help you, you know? I, I post photos at the start and I go, me and 15,000 of my closest <laughs> friends are, exactly. are yep. getting ready. <laughs> yep. All right. So you, you successfully complete Dopey. Uh, you come home to Houston and it's surgery time and you show up. Well, I won't say it. You you tell everybody how you show up in the hospital, what you bring along. Uh, I brought my medals. <laughs> that was probably all, the first. Yeah, so I got all home. All six for, of them. All six of them. And because um, I had to sh- I had to just show up with evidence as to why we had to wait. <laughs> and um, after cleaning frantically and packing, we got home. Uh, yeah, that was one of the first things I packed. And I even have like a little bag from another running group that I um, was able to yeah. carry them in with a towel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they I put them on my lap and they were the talk of everybody walking in my room that morning. Yeah, and, I'll bet. And then and as they were rolling me, they were rolling me back. Um, like, well, we need to put these somewhere. I'm like, oh, no, they're going. No, they were. They, <laughs> said I, they can go with me to the room. They're not leaving my bedside. So, yeah, I remember waking up and they were 
they were there. Um, nice. Yeah. So that was, um, I even took them to the oncologist appointment last week too, cause she didn't see me. Until, hadn't seen them yet. Hadn't seen them yet. Cause she was, we had talked about running when I first met her back in the fall and, uh, she was super excited. So, yeah. So they went with me and, uh, yeah. All right. So you, you had the surgery in January. Things go well, I yeah. presume you get, you know, you get good, good reports. Uh, Jen, how are you doing now? How are you feeling generally? How, how are you doing? Uh, better. Um, you know, I've, it's been almost a month, uh, for going on four weeks and it was rough the first few weeks. Cause you know, you can't take sure. I can't, I mean, I had full use of my arms, um, surprisingly, um, just not being able to take a daily shower was the, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get real creative. Um, and, but you know, just a lot of laying around and just, you know, it's been a hard adjustment because mm-hmm. I was the one that was up at, up at the gym, up and out the door at four thirty on the treadmill at five, almost every morning. And then here I'm doing nothing but sleeping in <laughs> every day. So that part's been hard. Yeah. But, um, you know, some days are good. Some days are bad. Um, I had a port put in for chemo on Friday, so I was kind of okay. laid up for the last two days. But yesterday, I felt almost to my felt normal. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything is completely normal yet, but sure, we're getting there. Time, time just heals, and yeah, and rest just helps that. It and does. I just have to keep reminding myself of that. I mean, I had knee yeah. surgery in twenty one, um, so I know it. You know, having to rest and recoup and you know, what rehab is like, but this is something completely different. This is different. Yeah, this Very is different. different. Very different. Um, and you alluded to this, but I'm going to ask what's next. What's next treatment wise? So I have to go through one, uh, one course of uh, low dose chemo for 12 weeks. So that starts tomorrow. Um, and then along with some targeted therapy with that. And then once that round is done, then I'm every three weeks with just targeted therapy. Okay. So, yeah. And then Back. we'll see. Well, then we'll see when reconstruction happens and all of that. Once all the okay, all the the labs and numbers come back to see what right, yeah, right. I don't know, Jen. You've got that spirit, and that means a lot. Thanks. And you've got a large community behind you, and I hope that means something. And uh, we're certainly. I don't want to say we're all rooting for you. That sounds silly, <laughs> but we're in your corner. Thank you. And we we support you one hundred percent. What do you think? Back to racing? Oh yeah. Um, I when I first got diagnosed and had to go to the, I needed to get my hair done right before Thanksgiving, and I lost it because I I knew I wasn't going to lose my hair with this chemo. It's just hair thinning, but I cried and my hairdresser that I've known for years. She's like, "It'll be okay. We're going to do. We'll do wine and dine. We're going to do wine and dine together." I'm like that. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that, that's, that's wonderful. That's on my radar. Um, but then, you know, then Disneyland announced that um, they were starting theirs. And I've done coast to coast. I've done Disneyland a couple of times. Um, and I haven't been out to Disneyland in a while. I'm like, oh, that one's kind of tempting too. But I don't know if I could swing both. So I bet, I bet you've been there more recently than I have. Uh, 1976. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, side note. Uh, <laughs> I know you weren't around. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, That's okay. No, I was. I was born in 72. Okay. Um, I don't feel yeah. too bad then. That's no. good. Yeah. Um, That's good. Uh, I was there 
Well, my, well, side note, you don't have to put this in. Um, my great grandfather helped build, he was a construction worker at Disneyland. And so oh, we my, definitely oh, want to wow. put that in. That's, that stays. <laughs> okay. That stays. That's really, that what stays. did he do? Do you know? Uh, he, well, I know he was a woodworker craftsman and I think okay. my, my uncle had said that he worked on parts of, um, the jungle cruise, you mm-hmm. know, the, all the woodworking and that kind of thing. And, uh, so he had sent tickets to my grandparents and at the time, the three kids, cause my aunt yeah. wasn't born yet and they went opening day. That, oh, wow. 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 That's neat. That's a neat story. Yeah. That, that's definitely a keeper. And so it's in my tickets. blood. <laughs> that's back in the, that's back in the days when they literally were tickets. Were tickets. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good. good so stuff. yeah, Dis- Disney's in our blood. Um, and so my grandparents would take, I'm the third, my sister, my brother than me. So my, my grandparents took my sister out to California when she was like in middle school, then my brother's turn. And then I went and I think that was mm-hmm. what, 80, 86, I think I went. Okay. First All time. Right. Yeah. And uh, Rose Bowl Parade. Got, oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. So we did, um, I did yeah. in uh, Knott's Berry Farm and. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. yeah. So. Senior. <laughs> so yeah, so Disneyland kind of holds a little bit of um, nostalgia for me, um, and yeah, I just of course. I, yeah, I mean, I love no, the get, horn, So you're amongst friends. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Whether it's yeah. Disneyland, Disney World, we yeah. get the magic. We understand. Oh yeah, even when when my husband for our first trip to Paris, he's like, "We're going to Disney, right?" I'm like, "You, you oh. have to ask me that." Of course we are. <laughs> That's a silly question. Of course Very we're going to nice. Disney. So yeah, uh, um, so yeah, I've been there twice, and then my cousin who traveled the world, she's been to Tokyo and uh, one other one in Asia. So, but yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a family. It's a family thing. <laughs> I, I see that with your husband asking about Disneyland Paris. I see that marriage lasting a long time. Oh well, the reason why I married him is because he had the time show outside Disney World. So that's what he always says. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's great. So that's where we stayed for Marathon Weekend, which was great. Then it was like being at home and I didn't have to change too much of yeah. you know, having to live off hotel food and be in a hotel room. I had my normal, like, as the girl, my girls would say, the green hotel. I'm like, yeah, it's our second home, right? Um, nice. And was able to spread out and just, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like a million years ago, but yeah. Mm, yeah, a lot. Well, a lot's happened. A lot's happened. A lot's yeah. happened. Uh, there's more to come. Absolutely. There's more races to, to, to conquer for sure. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wonderful stories, Jennifer. And, and we can't thank you enough for being here to, to wrap up this portion of the episode. What advice can you give our listeners, you know, n- n- not just female listeners, because we know breast cancer, is, you know, is not exclusive, you know, to one gender. Um, what advice can you give our listeners in terms of just, making sure that they're taking care of themselves, um, you know, so that they, you know, can hopefully either avoid the journey that you are on, or if they do have to go on that journey, ways that um, they can successfully manage it. My piece of advice is just advocate for yourself. I mean, you know, in, in this post-COVID era, you know, mental health is is so important. And, and just advocating for yourself and knowing what's best for you. And, you know, just, yes, you, you do your, you know, your due diligence and, you know, do your screenings that you, you should, you should get, you know, every year to mitigate, you know, it, finding it out later. Um, and just, 
keeping that positive and it's really i know it's and it's easier said than done and you but just trying to you got to have an outlet you've got to have a way to stay positive so that the rest of you and your recovery is um easier and you know that was that was my mindset going into knee surgery was that i'm working out until the day before surgery so that when i get on the flip side of this that i that pt will be that much easier and it was and so that's kind of my mind that was my mindset going into this i'm like i've got to go in just as healthy so that i can be strong coming out and everyone that has i mean you you can see me but not people can't but just how good i look i don't know what i should look like but um people that have come to visit, they're like, Coop, you look, you look great. You don't, you don't look like a sick, you don't look like a sick person, Jennifer. (laughs) Well, thank you. You Um, and you know, that I've met up with, you know, um, with people that have come over, I've actually gone out to one happy hour, driven myself, um, (laughs) had one beer, but just, you you know, keeping things, you know, trying to keep things normal and just still being, but so that you can, you know, do this bump in the road. And I, so I had to, had to keep telling myself, but then again, it's okay to have a bad day too. And, but not to dwell on it for very long. Um, and just take lots of notes, <laughs> keep a book. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, that was a lot of advice, but no, it's good. Yeah, Jennifer, it's perfect. You, you inspire us. We're proud that you're part of this community of this family. Thank you. We are in any way possible. We're here for you. And by golly, we're going to see you at what wine and dine. Maybe well, I'm going to, I'll see you maybe in a couple couple of weeks. Two weeks but, yeah, uh, we'll run with you. We'll celebrate and run with you at wine and dine. I hope. And if hope. not, then if not, then by gosh, we'll do it the next time. Okay, we'll do it the next one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you all. I really appreciate this opportunity because because um, I know that if if it just hits one person, you know, if you haven't sure. done your screening go and do it. You know, it just, you just don't know. Just. And, and wise, wise words. Jennifer, thanks. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Jennifer, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Thank you for taking the time. I, I, I love your attitude. I genuinely do. And I know I'm looking forward to seeing you at a race at Disney world in the not too distant future. All the best. Shifting gears just a little bit, another friend I want to give a little bit of a a little bit of recognition to our friend Christy, who broke her leg several weeks ago. I think earlier when I first mentioned it, I think I had Christy out of her boot just a little early. Maybe it was wishful thinking on my part, but uh, Christy is on the mend and out of her boot now, and has got the okay to begin some weight bearing activity and some physical therapy. So hang in there, Christy. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing you at a run in the future also. Friends, our buddy Pam of Fluffy Fizzy's fame is still taking pre-orders for princess merchandise, but time's running out on that. Her cutoff for pre-orders is Wednesday, February 15th. FluffyFizzies.com. Don't forget to use the code HAPPYRUNNING with your order for a 10% discount. And select the pickup at Expo option. If you do, Pam will have them ready for you when you show up at her booth at the Expo on Princess Weekend. A reminder, friends, Jeff Galloway's race weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, 
It's coming up March 18th and 19th. It's approaching rapidly. Code there, rise and run for a 10% discount off your race registration fees. We're going to try and get Jeff on the podcast for a little bit here in a couple of weeks just to talk about the race weekend. I've done it several times. It's a great weekend. It's one to look forward to. Wonderful course, a little challenging, but a good course and a lot of fun. This should be a nice time of year. They used to hold that race in December. Not necessarily a nice time of year. So I hope to see you there. Well, having said all that, and that's quite a bit, it's time to move on to the race report. Hey, look, we've been talking about it, alluding to it through most of the episode. So let's start off with the Saturday and Sunday event in Jacksonville, Florida, the Donna Marathon weekend. Now, I think some of our interviewers explained this, but the Donna consists of several events. There's a 5K, a half, a full, and an ultra, which is a two-day event. It's a 110-mile ultra. Why 110 miles? has to do with giving 110% in the effort to beat this disease. Now, the way it works, the way that 110-mile ultra works is you've got to make a time on day one in order to be able to finish the ultra the next day, and you finish the ultra the next day with the marathon. So what is it? 84 miles roughly on day one, and then uh, 26 the next day, 110. Uh, they have a two course challenge. The 5k and the half or the 5k and the full is known as the booby trap challenge. So let's take a look at who we had running this week. So, so let's start with the marathon in the marathon. Our buddy Adam finished Adam helped pace Caroline through part of the race and Caroline finished with a 22 minute PR in the marathon. Chris finished the marathon, Dean, Ellie, and our friend Mary, who was on the Race Report Spotlight just last week. Mary finished upright with a smile on her face, said it was a little rough, but she finished running and happy. The half marathon, Judy ran the half, Dawn and her friend Jen ran together. Those two are, are good running buddies. They're together in a lot of events. Don called it hands down one of my favorite races. You, you would hear that from most anybody who runs this event. Kathy ran it, and our friend Megan did the booby trap challenge, and she is here to tell us about it. So, Megan, welcome to the Race Report Spotlight. Hi, friends. How is everybody doing? Oh, we're we're good. Good. Um, yeah, I'm happy to see you. I always am. Uh, I run into Megan every now and again, but it's it's been a while. We, uh, we saw each other, we saw each other at Space Coast, and we saw each other at the Disney World Marathon, but we haven't had a chance for to chat for a while. So when I saw your name come up on Donna, and we were looking to feature Donna this episode, I said, perfect. Here's my chance. Hey, you know what I always start out asking people, and I don't know that I've ever asked you this question, uh -huh. is... How'd you get involved? How'd you get started with running? Um, well, you can actually, I guess you can say you can blame my ex-husband. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Because um, he was training for a half, he wanted to do a half Ironman before he got deployed to Bahrain. 
mm-hmm. but he didn't want to run by himself. Mm-hmm. And I was not a fan of running. I used the whole, well, I have to stay home with the baby because <laughs> Avery was a little bitty yeah. at that time. And so he got me a jogging stroller. Oh, uh-huh. so I'll show there, you. huh? Yeah. So there were no excuses. And then yeah. I started running and turns out, unlike when I had to run in the Navy, I actually liked it. Yeah. There you go. Big difference. And then I saw that Run Disney had a race the week after my birthday, the Tower of Terror 10 miler. So I was like, you know what? I want to do something different for my 35th birthday. So I signed up and the rest is history. Yeah, it is. How many Disney events? Have you ever stopped to count them? Oh, gosh. Um, no, but no. I've done all the East Coast with the exception yep. of Star Wars. Yeah. And I've done, I've got three coast to coast medals because I've oh, done Tink cool. and Disneyland half. Cool. You going back in January out to the West Coast? No, because we're going on a cruise the, a couple weeks later, so I can't get that much time. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. It's 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 tough. Um, but I was just curious if you're going to head out there. I'll get there one of these days, but it won't be this year. Mm-mm. Um, we're going to get to the Donna half in just a minute. For a while there, you were getting very active with triathlons. You yeah. still doing tries? No. No? No. I, I, I'm taking a break. I had a panic. I got into a bad bike crash when oh, I, remember. I did um, Haines City a couple years ago. Yeah. And I got back on my bike. I did a couple more races and all that. And then I did um, Jack's try two summers ago. And I started having a panic attack on the bike. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it, especially coming down hills or something. Mm-hmm. And 40, 45 that race miles is an not hour. Flat. I, I know, I know you get up. I mean, you can get up, get on a good hill. You can get fifty miles an hour. Uh, yeah. And you're it's looking. Terrifying. I don't know about you, but I'm looking down at that ground and I'm thinking, I'm basically going fifty miles an hour in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I hit the deck, it's going to hurt. So mm-hmm. I understand that. So. Done with the tries. Well, uh, let's talk Donna. Yeah. Big weekend. Big weekend. You did two events. Yes, I did. It's called the Booby Trap Challenge. Yep. Where you do the 5K on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then you have the choice of the half marathon or the marathon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I retired from marathons. Yeah. And I did the half. But I love that course. It's just, it's just an amazing event. I have to get out there. Uh, big crowd, big crowd for the 5k. Um, not really Yeah, because it, we, we started and finished where the, where the Jags play, which was actually really cool. Oh, neat. And then we ran through, uh, downtown Jacksonville and it was just a really cool race. Yeah. Good. That was the first time they ever did it there. So it was really, really neat. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, a lot of things I haven't been over there. It's on my list, maybe even next year. Cause it, it really, it really sounds exciting and a lot of fun. Now the the marathon and the half. The, the marathon's a two lap, so it's it's the same course you were on, right? Yeah, this is the first year that they did that, where they okay. did two laps. Okay. Well, tell us about the half. Oh goodness, um, I don't know where to start. Just that it's honestly, it's my favorite race that I've done since I moved down here. I've actually done it every year since I moved here, with the exception of COVID. 
But uh-huh. yeah, I love it. And um, it's a 13.1 mile party because the entire <laughs> neighborhoods, everybody's out there. They're all, there are people out there with their dogs and there are people out there with snacks and drinks and yeah. yeah. There are yeah. a couple. I of think those. they had everything but a marching band out there, but it was awesome. Maybe next year. Awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past them, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, do you actually run on the beach? No. No. Thank goodness, no. Did it? Did it ever run on the beach? I don't think so. Okay, I may have it mixed up with another event. I thought I saw that somewhere that you ran on the sand for a while, which is it, it's okay if you get down to the pack stuff, but getting down to it and getting back from it can be a, a real struggle um so you've you've retired from marathons yes you know none of your friends believe that i know (laughs) but that's okay i believe you i can see see i can see the sincere look on your face yeah i i decided at space coast that after dopey i was done with and and dopey was number 20 number 20 Mm -hmm. so you know nice round number to retire on and i did my last marathon where i did my first so Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But did you escort any first-time marathoners at Disney this year? Yes, I did. Had a girl, Tom Stover. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually ended up running into him as soon as we were all leaving Animal Kingdom. Really? Yeah, it was great. For those who, some people recognize the name, some won't. Tom is on the Will Run for podcast, and that's Greg's buddy. They're yeah. besties. They they do the yeah they're they're heavily involved in the Peloton challenge, um, mm. yeah. But that gang over there has become friends of ours too. It's it's kind of neat. I in, I enjoy the camaraderie and a little bit of the uh, trash talking back and forth. I don't get involved. Mm-hmm. I let Greg I let Greg handle that. Well, all right. So we're retired from marathons, but mm-hmm. I know I know you're not retired from running at Disney. No. When's the next no. time? As of right now, I don't know, but I would like to do wine. I'm thinking I want to do wine and dine, I think. Yeah. I, haven't, I actually haven't done wine and dine since it became a daytime race. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? I did that? it in 2014 when it was the first Splash and Dash, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. but it was the entire, you still right. did the entire course. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, 15, what happened was uh, the lightning and everyone went back. And I think the half became six and three quarters miles mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting because I never did a nighttime wine and dine. I started in 16 when it moved to the daytime. And I, you know, that's too bad. I think I would have liked to have done that. Although we run all our 5Ks in the night. What's the difference? Right. <laughs> I've followed it a lot on uh, Facebook over the weekend because, of course, I wasn't down there either. But people say the course support and the vibe on that course rivals anything you're ever going to see. It's up there with, like, Disney and Marine Corps Marathon as far as the crowd support. and Or another one that we all like is Shamrock. It's like that, too. Oh, in, uh, in Virginia, Virginia Beach? Beach. Virginia Beach, yeah. yeah. Another one I need to do. Uh, I mean, Space Coast is pretty good for that, too, I think. I don't yeah, know. This, this is, is better. Better? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you see any of the other people that were there? I know Joan Benoit was there. Uh, I think 
who else was there? Well, Jeff was there. Jeff. Jeff was there. I did see him. Um, I did see Joan because she was standing up with Fitz while she was announcing during the, uh, during the uh, half and full. So I got to run past her, but I didn't really get to meet anyone. Yeah. And Donna was there too, right? Yeah. Donna Deegan. Yeah. And it's really cool running the race and seeing all the Donna Deegan for mayor signs all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is actually, in fact, running for Mm -hmm. mayor of the city. Yeah. Pretty neat. Megan, any last thoughts you want to share with us about Donna weekend? You're going to get emotional at that race. Just before the 5K and before the half, hearing some stories about some of the people that are there and who people are running for and their why. Yeah, you it's, you, you will get very emotional there. I, I sense it even at this moment, mm-hmm. getting emotional just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Oh, and I did get to be a first-time tour guide for another marathoner at Donna, too, because I ran with a girl for, obviously, I only ran the first half, yep. but I ran into her, like, within the first mile, and um, we stayed together until I finished, and it was her first marathon. Very cool. I, I, and again, I know that's something you like to do. Uh, I've, I've tracked you doing it. You, you were doing it at Space Coast when I saw you. I know you've done it at Marine Corps probably mm-hmm. more than once. Every and, every single marathon I've done, I've run with a first-timer. All 20? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. I got a question about that. Uh, so do you just uh, find these people out or on your course going, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm Megan and, oh, I'm a first-time marathoner. Um, no, actually, uh, like I ended up running with friends and like my very first one, I ran with my friend, Nick, who we met in Disneyland and we just decided we're going to run goofy together. Cause he only did goofy. I did dopey. And then it just, and then on my first Marine Corps, I ran with my friend Avi and it was his first marathon. And then just friends who were like, will you run a marathon with me? Heck yeah, I will. So yeah. And Marine Corps, I'm not it's not a marathon. It's a 26.2 mile tour of the city. Oh, neat. So we just have fun with it. It's another one. Mm-hmm. Another one on my list. Haven't done it. Highly, highly recommend. Seriously, it's definitely a must do. Um, like I said, the courses are really, really fun. They're flat. They're fast. The, the half marathon and the marathon, it's just a huge party, but you're out there and it's like, it's just an emotional weekend. It's, it's really fun. Great. I look forward to getting over there next year by golly. Yes, please do. And I'll see you there, right? I'll see you there. You know it. Oh, that sounds good. Megan, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you spending the time and I look forward to seeing you at Disney world. Yes. Thanks Megan. That's a, that's a great running event. No doubt about it. One that if you're in the area needs to be on your list to do sometime. Hope to see you there. All right, let's go back to Saturday in Mesa, Arizona, the Mesa Half Marathon. Our friend Jennifer ran that. Jennifer said, my my lungs struggled at mile six. My IT man struggled at mile nine, but my heart refused to give up. Now, Jennifer's a good runner. Jennifer's been with us on the race report before. Uh, Jennifer was disappointed at her hour and 34 minute half marathon, which many of us would be excited by, but I get it. Running's an individual thing and an hour 34 is a a good time even for Jen, but probably not what she had in mind for this one. However, 
she still earned the bird, which I believe is the medal. And she had her photo taken in front of the Chicago Cubs spring training facility. Uh, why anybody would want to do that, I'm not sure, but it seemed to it seemed special to her. Uh, our friend Kristen was also there in Sedona, Arizona, the Run Sedona 10K. Molly did that one in Knoxville, Tennessee, the Hot for Chocolate 5K. Not the Hot Chocolate 5K, the Hot for Chocolate 5K. Caitlin did that one. In Temple Terrace, Florida, not too far from here, the Sacred Selections 5K. Abby did that one with her husband, Alexander, and her friend, Megan. So Abby did a sub 35 minute 5K, which is a one minute PR for her and nearly four minutes faster than the same race last year. Her friend Megan that she ran with finished third in her age group. And her husband did a sub 30 and another PR. Let's move to Sunday in Reston, Virginia, the For the Love 10K. Sharon ran that one. Sharon called it a chilly, hilly race. Finished fourth in her age group. Now, that's outstanding. Okay, fourth in your age group, I think, is outstanding. It can be a very frustrating place to finish, though, because a lot of places will give awards to the top three. I've, I've been there. I did fourth two or three runs in a row a couple of years back. Nevertheless, that's a great run, Sharon. Uh, she had what I call the Galloway experience at the end of the race. That is where you're doing run, walk, run, and you're running past people at the end of the race. And when it's all over, they stop you and saying, what were you doing? How come you were walking and I couldn't keep up with you? And you get to explain Jeff Galloway's run, mm -hmm. walk, run method. Uh, she ran into an old friend at the end of the race. Not literally. I mean, she didn't run into her, but she met her, met an old friend at the end of the race. That's always neat. And Sharon's one of those folks who, after she finished this 10K, jumped onto the Peloton for the Peloton Challenge. Way to go. Yes. All right. So Sharon called that one a chilly, hilly race. I'm not making that up. That's what she called it. Our very next racer did the Cupid's Crush Five Miler in Baltimore, Maryland. That's our friend Tara. And Tara described this as a chilly, hilly race. And I don't think she copied. I think that's just coincidence. Uh, not a PR for Tara, but an excellent run under some pretty tough conditions. In the Netherlands, our friend Laura ran the five miler midwinter marathon, five miler marathon. Something might've been lost in the translation there, but that's okay. In Appledorn, I think I do my best, Laura. I do my best with the Dutch city names. Appledorn, I think it is. Great story from Laura, though, and, and I heard her talking this morning on Customized Training. Uh, she's just a little bit less than a year after giving birth to her son, and on this race finished just a few seconds shy of her PR, and she's so excited to be back to her postpartum running form and speed. Now, Laura wasn't sure that run, walk, run was for her, but she's a believer now, big time believer because her speed is there and she feels better when she finishes. Good for you, Laura. Looking forward to see you, seeing you back over here at Disney world before long. I hope you and John both. 
Uh, in Cape Elizabeth, Maine, the Midwinter 10-Mile Classic, Rachel did that one. Rachel did, said that she survived and did much better than she expected to. 24 degrees at the start. Now, I think it's I think it's a good thing this run was on Sunday because I think yeah. on Saturday it was – it probably wouldn't have gone. On um, Mount Washington in New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah. it was negative um, 100 wind chill. 107, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, negative 107 wind chill, one of the coldest ever recorded in the country, if not the coldest, and approximately the average temperature on Mars. Holy cow. So, so that's pretty cold. That's pretty cold. But Rachel did this, did get this one in 24 degrees, tough hills, her first ever 10 mile race. So what does that mean? PR. Her husband also crushed it. Good job, Rachel. You're, you're tougher than I am. And there was a time I'd race in 24 degrees. Yeah. Time's long gone. <laughs> the uh, warm up Columbus half marathon in Dublin, Ohio. Why is the Columbus half in Dublin? I don't know. Maybe maybe Lori can explain that to her because Lori ran this one. This one looked pretty chilly too. And Lori had been ill for a couple of days, but she got out there. She did it. She met her goal pace for the day and finished half marathon number 134. Way to go, Lori. In Christmas, Florida, the forgotten Florida 15-miler. Jared ran that one. Jared had a bunch of bumps and bruises on this one. It's a trail race. So I guess bumps and bruises are not unfamiliar to trail racers. At mile 12, he tripped and landed on his ribs and knees, but got a little banged up but not hurt too badly. Walked it off for a while. Ended up finishing running it in with a couple of friends who caught up to him, but they only caught up to him because he fell. Otherwise, he'd have beat him. Good job, Jared. Uh, in Central Park, New York, Doug and Megan ran the Manhattan 10K. Doug said he beat his PR from 23 years ago on the same course. Kind of neat. He posted both results from 23 years apart, and he set a new PR by one minute on the same course. Megan talked about it being 30 degrees on race day, which was better than the five degrees that it was on Saturday. And one more we want to add, our friend Michael, who was with us in episode 48, finished the World Marathon Challenge. Seven days, seven marathons, seven continents. That's impressive. We it's hope to talk to him. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, we talked to him, like I said, on episode 48, and we hope to talk to him about that astounding achievement here in the next couple of weeks. Well, my friends, and if you run, you know you are our friend. It's time to bring episode 70 to a close. We're getting closer to seeing you again at a Walt Disney World run. We can't wait for that to happen. In the meantime, we have a Zoom call this Thursday. It will be the last Zoom before Princess. So bring your princess questions if you haven't been down to this race before, and we'll chat about those. And until we meet again, happy running.
The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.